fun. Hey guys, it is Bethany and today I am with Meg. Now, if you don't know who Meg is, she is an absolute unit is what I say every single time that I see pictures of her on Instagram and such like that. She's a huge inspiration to me. So I just want to say a big massive thank you just before even starting a podcast. I've said it numerous times and I'll just keep saying it again and again. Um, so Meg, I've got my jar next to me. I'm just going to put my hand yeah. in. And I just want you to tell me when to stop, okay? Okay, yep. It's like suspense, isn't it? Right, stop. <laughs> it's like one of them games, like the slot machine games <laughs> of that, eh? Right, so what we've got is, worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it gets you nowhere. I like that. That's a good one. It's, so, it's, very, it's very true. Yeah, I think it's very fitting for the time at the moment as well to think that lots yeah. of people will be worrying about what's going on with the world and jobs and whatnot. But obviously, yeah. we're just, it's more detrimental if we do that, isn't it? A bit of uncertainty at the moment. Yes, yes, yeah. definitely. So, Meg, for anyone who is listening who doesn't know who you are, can you please just give us a little bit of a background knowledge on who you are, what you do, anything that's kind of relevant to the listeners to know about you just let us know who you are and what you do so um i don't think i'm that interesting but <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll go with it um so for those that don't know i am an ifb pro i won my pro card back in 2018 as a bikini competitor um recently well not recently since 2018 been doing a long off season to now transfer over to figure so i will be doing my first pro show well no my second pro show because I did my first pro show in 2018 but um my second pro show in a figure division which I've never actually done so a little bit nervous but also very exciting I am an online coach but also work in corporate finance as well and prior to being a bodybuilder I was a diver for Great Britain as well so I've done a little bit in my life but now it's all about my dogs and my bodybuilding <laughs> <laughs> all about the puppy life <laughs> all about the puppy life <laughs> right so thank you for that uh yeah so when i had first seen you like on instagram i had literally like before before i'd even like knew like that you were a pro and such of like that i seen you and i was like come on she's got to get a pro card and then you won your pro card and i was like right okay this is definitely oh. going to be something something great thank you um, and you. then <laughs> that's fine seriously and then my coach Vaughn actually had Cuba on his podcast and oh, I was okay. like you need to ask Cuba about Meg like please come on like I sent him all these questions I was like please just ask him about or like come on and then <laughs> when I says I wanted to start my podcast I was like I need to ask her. come on come on let's just do this just ask it um so yeah, <laughs> my coach has got Cuba and I've got you. So it's kind of like it's a, it's a one-man situation here because I get to see it from, I get to listen to what Ron says to Cuba from his side coming up from a coaching side for you and for me actually hearing it from a personal side from you. So yeah, yes. it's kind of good. So how did, how did you and like Cuba come to the decision that you were going to step up from Bikini to Figure? Because obviously for me, going from being bikini to figure was quite a like a a big step like was this yeah. due to like personal preferences like was something that you wanted to do or was that from like coaches feedback like how did you go about it so 
I have I've always really liked what figure competitors look like in comparison to bikini like that's just personal preference I think that bikini competitors look fantastic but for me like my ideal body was oh I love figure from like from when I first started competing and um, mm. I think that more came from the fact that my, my best friend Rhea um, is 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 a food competitor and I guess like seeing her grow and develop I don't know maybe it was it was her that made me think oh yeah I really love that but anyway I've always really liked it in 2018 when I started uh, training with Cuba um we were obviously developing into like a way that looked a little bit more figury than bikini like even when I was doing my figure poses when I was doing bikini competition the figure poses almost looked a little bit more natural and nice for my body shape um and then post um the competitions of that year we had a conversation about it but I still wasn't like set on the idea because I didn't know if I guess if if I'd be good enough for it to be fair uh so we 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 had some conversations we were doing some more training and then it was just very apparent that my body was much more suited to that than than bikini so that's kind of where it came from just because my body developed in that way a little bit more more towards that class yeah so did you find yeah did you find that you were ever like at that borderline when you were competing like when you even your pull card like borderline between that because i find that that's that's quite apparent nowadays and i don't know if that's why they've introduced like wellness and such like that to kind of like for them people who are in between that that stage of like in between bikini and figure but maybe not pushing like as much towards figure but are yeah sort of thing. I think I think with wellness I think if you really develop well with your legs but struggle with your upper body that is a that is a, a good class to go for I think personally that that's the nicest most feminine look across all classes I really do love the wellness look but my glutes don't grow to to look the way that the wellness right. girls do um but i think that lots of girls that kind of make the jump from bikini to figure yeah obviously when this when they do bikini and they're hitting the poses it's very apparent the ones that would look a little bit better kind of in the in the figure class and those that would like naturally fit better in in a bikini class yeah. and in 2018 yeah I guess that you could say that I was borderline but not really in size more just with the shape so I think that's the same with like everybody so the shape you can just tell who would be better if they grew a little bit more to to fit in that but my my feedback from the day that um I won my competition was that my quad sweep was a little bit too um, (laughs) was a little bit too wild so I think that then naturally everything else just started to to come up so I I do I do think that there are the people that are borderline that just need to take that step because honestly it's still a very feminine sorry I can't even say that word feminine (laughs) like lovely shapes that you that you develop if you are a figure competitor there's I think that there's a bit more of bad stigma around figure in the way that because the person's the posing's a little bit more like men's bodybuilding, isn't it? Like the like the woman's like physique and, and figure. Because it's not like the 
the flouncy, super girly posing that they mm. do in bikini. I think that lots of people are shy away from it because they believe that they're not going to look feminine. But like, I probably look the most feminine right now than I ever have done. So I think that we need to get rid of the negative stigma that comes with it. Yeah, definitely. Because that's coming personally. Like, obviously, you were bikini and see from day one like when I first said that I wanted to compete it was bikini and even now yeah. to this day Vaughn and I are still struggling with right am I going to fit because if we were going to do PCA so PCA yeah. obviously they've got bikini and then they've got trained and then they've got athletic and then they've got toned figure and then they've got so many different ones like <laughs> it's insane um, so I quite like I, I really loved it when I when I competed with PCA to be fair yeah. and I love the fact that there are all of those different classes because there's kind of a class for every type yeah, of body definitely. shape that, that, that there is but like my personal like love from that federation is trained bikini like I think mm -hmm. it's a lovely look and I think that that really transfers over well to IFBB figure yeah, because it's very similar in, in like, cap shoulders, the the legs, everything's kind of the same. Well, if you look at Erin, and um, that's what Erin did. She transferred yeah. from trained bikini over to figure, and obviously she had an off season, then obviously went into IFBB figure. But it was a really good transition for her. I think I think that it's a it's a really nice transfer over from from trained bikini PCA to to IFBB figure. Yeah, because there is, there's loads of categories and I would say that, um, so like I was doing PC bikini and I was so heart set on this, like I mean, I was like, I can't do figure, I'm not like, as what you said, that negative stigma because uh -huh. of the way that like social media and stuff like that portrayed it of like, like I would say that bikini class for me, like in my, like my age sort of thing, bikini class resembles like an instagram like model like influencer that sort of thing and i feel like yeah. that is what seems to be like most acceptable within society and i think that's why people have that negative stigma of actually going up into figure because they think i'm going to get too big i'm not going to be like this pretty nobody's going to really think that i'm pretty like that sort of thing and it's yeah. sad to think that that's the reality that people don't want to actually push themselves and do exactly what you what you've done pushing yourself and moving up into that category that suits your body because there's a lot of people who are in bikini that they can go into figure and it would suit them a lot better but they're just not wanting to make that jump i just think that yeah. one thing that i'd i'd not ever like to do was train not how i want to train because i need to fit a certain criteria yeah. because i love to train hard and I love to be able to do all of the compound lifts I think that if I was to have stayed in bikini that I would have had to be really careful with the way that I yeah. trained just just because my, my quads blow up if I just look at a squat rack <laughs> let's just say that like I've got like the, the quad pump going on the sweeps coming on <laughs> yeah everything else doesn't quite do that but at least the quads do <laughs> Yeah, no, I can understand that because my training program was like predominantly things like glute kickbacks, like like anything to do yeah, with the very glute, glute ham dominant. Yeah, sessions. like that sort of thing. But I loved like shoulder pressing. Like, see when it came in upper day, I was pure buzzing. Like, I was, like, 
like two scoops of pre-workout like let's go like, do that, <laughs> part, like, that sort of thing like headphones on oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was like I was so buzzing and then see when I had got moved from bikini into figure I was like hmm, maybe I could do this maybe I could go up into this but then when we had talks with when I got my new coach Vaughn we had said right I want to do two bros show I don't quite think I'm up into figure but if we were to do it in 2022 I could possibly be there but wellness is obviously a category which I would suit quite well and we've just kind of figured that out because I've got like I would say I've not got a wide waist but I've got a wider waist than what a bikini girl would have um, and that's my problem. I don't think that you've got a wide waist. It's the rack pulls, believe me. See, when I was like first going into the gym, the rack pulls were literally, I was like trying to smoke all the boys and that, like trying to do like full on rack pull, like 140 and stuff like that, like pure on egging them on that. So that was my own problem. <laughs> yeah. Would you think that figure was like always like the main goal to start with? Or do like, you know what? I, I think so, yeah. You just didn't know it yet? Yeah. I actually had a conversation with a coach that I had um, in 2017 when I was going into my um, my off-season. I think it was 2017. Yeah, 2017, going into my mm. off-season. And I said, oh, I'd really like to do figure. And they said, no, you should stay with bikini. So really? I think that, like, yeah, and because they're kind of your coach, you kind of think to yourself, me. well, they probably know what the I don't know what the body shape is most likely to look like and obviously that must not be me then yeah I think it's so, that's bad it's like uh, I, I would say that's bad as a coach like in a sense of if you want to do something I think you should sit down and properly think like think about it and look at like start doing like analysis and everything like that like that I'm so into depth about that I'm like great come on let's just get like a full body scan and let's <laughs> start doing this like yeah out, like sort of thing I feel like a coach should be like completely 100% supporting you and egging you on if this is something that you want to do you could say right okay this this could be a possibility we're, we're going to go into this off season and if it happens it happens if it doesn't happen then right it's okay we've kind of got this backup plan we could kind of go into this that and the next thing like just completely like support yourself but not like fake it if you know what I mean like that's what AJ and I was talking about last night AJ says that he was a very I would say blunt coach like straight to the point like no bullshit nothing like that at all just say yeah it you've got to be like that you can't can't be around, you can't the, bush. around the bush you've <laughs> got to be honest otherwise they're gonna have a, a I guess I guess an untrue representation of how good they are or how much progress they're making or whether they whether it is okay that they go off plan or whatnot you've just gotta yeah. you've gotta be completely honest but that's that's a way that you've got to be in in life isn't it I think yeah definitely so looking looking at your physique and everything like that you've built such an amazing physique and going yeah. seeing you from bikini up moving that transition to figure is absolutely amazing and the one question that is absolutely backburning in my head is your calories are absolutely skyrocket like I mean (laughs) I swear your full calorie intake for one day is mine for five days like that's (laughs) that's a lot Meg that's so much for me to handle I think I would probably end up being like type 2 diabetic at that point but you seem to be going absolutely amazing with it so do you believe that like 
your maintenance calories is obviously specific to you, but did you find that you were eating a lot due to like being a diver? Because it's known quite a lot of people who do swimming and them sort of like long distance sort of thing or like short bursts like that sort of yeah. aesthetics, like they tend so to I eat guess, quite a lot. Yeah, I guess um, when I was diving, yeah, I was eating quite a lot. Um, my body shape wasn't super good just because you have you do a lot of core work so I was a little bit squarey yeah. I could eat a lot of food and then I got a little bit chunky because I got injured and carried on eating lots of food um but I think that the reason me that I've been able to eat so much food during off season this time is one it was such a long off season that if I wanted to progress through it I'd have to progress my food with that yeah um we did it really gradually every time either I got a little bit to the like to the point where digestion wasn't super good I was a little bit sluggish tired we do like a bit of a mini cut or a deload just so that food wasn't constant all the time and just so yeah. that we could get like back into a body composition that was good to be able to push again so we just did it really slowly um lots of people I think have the impression that the only way that you're going to be able to get food super high as if you're a non-natural athlete but that's that's not true um I've got girls on my on my coaching team one that's a, a non-competitor she trains like an absolute beast <laughs> she is she's super active like this is another thing like in off season I was a, I was doing a good like 23 25,000 steps Wow. does that mean yeah yeah a day yeah. like now we've had to cap it just to make sure that I don't lose that nice quad sweep yeah but I was super active like she's super active just like what I am and she's on like four and a half thousand calories now and she's wow. lean like <laughs> wow. not like stage lean because it's not nice really as a female to walk around looking like that all the time but she's she's lean in all the places that she needs to be in tight but then full in all the other areas so if you do it slowly if you do it right anybody can build their calories up high so would you suggest that if you're ever going in an off season and you're going in an off season for quite some time that it's quite good to like push calories as much as you can and then when it gets to that point like do like kind of like a a deload or like a recomp sort of thing and then start pushing again would you think that's a good strategy to go with 100 percent yeah, because that's what, that's what I'm thinking, but I'm thinking just more for the, the people who are maybe thinking about doing an off-season for a long time, who are either their show got cancelled when lockdown happened, or they've just kind of starting it and they're kind of either wanting to compete and they're thinking, right, I'm not got that size, but I want to do a really good off-season sort of thing. So I'm just more thinking about strategies for them to kind of think of, as well as myself, because, you know, I've never had an off-season and this is the first off-season I'm having and it's... It's, it's a wee bit daunting for me I've never had it um, yeah. but I'm excited for it excited for it so did you ever yeah. feel like any time during your off season at the moment that like the amount of size you were putting on did it ever make you feel like uncomfortable or have like a, a thought in your head like oh I'm getting too big like sort of thing no because I, I love bodybuilding because I love to train so for me it's, I don't really like, I don't like for like attractiveness the way that I look when I'm super lean, if I'm honest. I quite like when you first start prepping, like the first six weeks in when like you've dropped the extra bit of fluff, like that's a quite yeah. a nice little 
like feeling just because like, you feel a little bit hungry but you feel really good in yourself but I never I got to a point where like I felt uncomfortable because we'd been pushing food for some time and, and I was ready for like my, my tummy was ready for a little bit of a break <laughs> but like in terms of my body and the fact that it was a bit fluffier than what it ever had been like no I didn't feel uncomfortable and I think that if you're in it to be in it for a long time and you do want to progress that's just a part of it that you do need to learn to enjoy and if you can't enjoy it that part of it then you're never going to progress so what like what do you want to do just be the same every time that you compete because I'm not I'm not in it for that and that's not really how a bodybuilder should be in it like you want to build your body and you need to be comfortable and happy at every single stage and even when you go through off season like compared to like a normal person you're still not going to be chubby do you know what I mean yeah I so I think that I think that people just need to get it out of their head that they're going to get fat because they're not if they do it right and they treat kind of their off season a little bit more like prep but obviously like still go out enjoy your time like me and Cooper had a nice holiday last year we, we I fit all of my friends and social and everything into it but I think that if you take it a little bit more like a, a prep and you've got a good coach that's going to put food up high so you're not like binging or anything then yeah. you are going to have a really nice successful prep and and um off season if you have a nice yeah. off season as well it makes prep a lot easier yeah I feel like off season is like the kind of like the time where you can not just focus on like putting on as much muscle tissue as you can I feel like it's a time for you to kind of focus on like yourself because for some people putting on like muscle tissue and weight and size like that can actually be like a negative stigma for like people like myself and like my friend Rebecca we both suffered with body dysmorphia and eating disorders so like things for that for us can sometimes make us feel uncomfortable but I feel like yeah. you kind of put that to kind of like aside for a minute and think to yourself like this is my end goal I'm never going to get there if I don't put on any muscle size because I'm not going to like progress and I feel like the negative stigma towards putting on weight is like so much more dramatic than what it actually needs to be yeah it is I think a lot of people have messaged me girls wise how have you put so much like weight on like your upper body because I didn't have any like I was like I was I was borderline anorexic and I was 49 kg and I was literally so thin it was unreal and then I started going to the gym and I've got a picture on Instagram from when I had finished my bulk and I was went from 50, uh, 49 sorry to 52 kg um, and see the size difference in that was like mental and then I'd went further and I just kept going further and see now I'm sitting up at like 65 kg and I feel so comfortable on myself now than what I've yeah. ever done before and I feel like it's just social media does play a lot in it do you not think no yeah it does yeah and I think that you look shapely and lovely and I think that you should be proud of your body. I think that there's too many perfect pictures that we all just get a little bit down about it, but there's no such thing as, perfe- as perfection. We've all just got to realise that we are like our own version of perfection. So, oh, Thank you. Um, and do you have like any tips for people who like are struggling with kind of like 
putting any muscle size or that on like if you feel like should you should you obviously you should obviously invest in a coach but like what other strategies have you you and Cuba went about to putting on muscle tissue but not as much like I would say I, I will abbreviate and put it in inverted commas like fatty tissue sort of thing like have you got any yeah so so like like I said before with the whole diet thing once we were getting to a point where I'd have a, a few too many back rolls <laughs> um, <laughs> or my face was getting like super big because that's where I hold most of my weight or the back of my arms like once once those areas got to the point where you could tell that it was a, a bit too fluffy rather than like muscle that you could see yeah and um, yeah. then we did a little bit of a recomp so I think it just comes down to that like just having someone there that's that's honest with you because even if you don't have a coach like have someone that is a second eye that yeah. can look over you and just say look right now I think it's time to have a bit of a bit of a mini cut before you actually push up again but I'd just really I'd, I'd urge anybody to have a long off season because that's the the place that you are going to make most most progress you don't have to have as long as me but a good like six months where you are actually increasing calories I think is a really good way to go. Sorry I actually had cough there and I literally just like dragged my throat out. Um, <laughs> but yeah see the difference this is what I want to know because it was a big difference for me did you find that training for bikini and training for figure was absolutely different like intensity right. wise and super sets so, and blah blah blah. I, I'm, I'm probably gonna be I don't know I might annoy you a bit. <laughs> um, no, my training didn't really change. So the exercise selection changed, yeah. But my actual intensity didn't change at all. Did you find that you were like... Pushing as more, much? Push, no. I know, like pushing more weight now than what you were when you were bikini? Yeah, but that's kind of inevit inevitable anyway because yeah, of how long... Because yeah. I was prepping and then gone into off season, but I think that it would just be lifting weights in a in a different way if I was to have stayed in in bikini. Yeah, and did you find that your foods in that changed? So, like a lot of people, I've seen a lot of videos in that on YouTube of people who talk about the difference between bikini diets and like bigger diets, and like not just diets in general, but like preps and like off season and such like that. Did you find that when you were doing bikini? Did you find that you were eating like, I would say like obviously your stereotypical like chicken and stuff like that, whereas like normally what it says is people who are doing figure would eat lots of more like kind of like red red meats and stuff like that. Did you find that was different? No. So my my diet and kind of protein sources, to be honest, it really doesn't matter as long as it's it's lean obviously in off season it's really good to have varied anyway otherwise you're going to get so bored of having chicken all the time and yeah. sometimes you build and you can build up intolerances if you have the same foods over and over again like it's really good to be a little bit more mixed matched but even when i was prepping for my bikini show like all the way through i've kept in red meat and um salmon and fish and white and white meat and we will do with this uh prep as well so your your protein sources whether yeah. your bikini figure physique shouldn't change at all yeah i think that's good because a lot of people think oh right i'm gonna go into figure i need to start getting like steaks and like <laughs> red meat and start eating all this sort of stuff whereas like bikini girls they would eat like chicken and like 
a little bit of rice here and there, like some oats, like that sort of thing. Um, but no, it's good to hear it from yourself, like obviously because you've transitioned from bikini to figure. Did you ever, like, when you were in your office, did you ever, like, have any, like, doubts of that in your head, like, that if you were, like, that if you're ever going to be good enough for figure? Because I'm just thinking motivational-wise, like, what's going, your, oh, what's going through 100%. your head? 100%. Like, we're, we're, all, we're all human, aren't we? We're, we're all going to have days when we feel a little bit down thinking that you're not going to be good enough for your next competition not going to have made any progress um but I guess on those days I just I look back at the pictures from when I first started to now yeah. and and I know that going into this season like I'm not going to be a big figure girl I'll, I'll never will be I'll never be at the top end of like muscle mass for 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 figure because I've got a really tiny frame um, but what I will bring is shape and obviously year on year I'll get better and better like there's no expectations or any pressure for this year at all um, I just want to kind of come down look really good for me um, and then use the rebound from this kind of competitive season to to build muscle and be better for for next year but yeah did you find that, like, whenever you're feeling sort of down on them days, like, how did how did Cuba react towards it? Could he notice straight away when you were feeling like that sort of thing? Like, or did he turn around and say, "Meg, get your fucking head at your ass," like that sort yeah. of thing? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Like at the moment, I'm I'm going through a stage where I'm saying, "I'm not going to be good enough to fit Cooper. I don't know why I'm doing it." And he just literally <laughs> turns around to me and t says to me, "Stop being stupid, Meg," and that's all I get. <laughs> yeah, like watching, so, like. Yeah. So what were you saying? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, yeah. But he um I just let him do the thinking really, to be honest. Really? I just really? Yeah, <laughs> with with the with the whole diet and the way that I look and everything like that, I honest I, I trust him hundred percent with it. So I just I let him I let him do all the thinking with it rather than me doing it and I just focus on just to stick into everything hundred percent. Like if I didn't think that something was working, I'd tell him. <laughs> Um, but I trust him with everything, so I, I let him, I let him do the thinking on on my part for competing because it's not a good idea for me to think about stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of good you having like Cuba like there in a sense. So see, this this is just something that I'm just curious about in general. So obviously you and Cuba live together and everything like that. Do you do you send him check-in pictures, or you're just like, right, Kua, like I'm just getting up, I need to check in with you, like what? This amazes me. How how do you do this? So I always wake up earlier, and because I want to kind of document my prep, mm -hmm. um, and off season, and kind of look back and have a look to see how things are and and whatnot. Like I, I like we, I still send my checking document and the pictures that come along with it, just like any other one of his clients. All right, because that just that's just we something separate. that I've always wondered. Like, I, I'm very. I, I like could. to. I like to separate things. So yeah. my relationship and my coaching is two separate things to me. Right. So when Cuba is when Cuba's replying to me on his on my check-in that's like different to me than him being my partner yeah. so I think that I think that when people I don't know start to take it a little bit to heart or whatever if like they have to say anything bad or or whatnot I think that they're just not able to separate kind of their feelings from from their checking yeah. the bodybuilding but I like to I like to separate everything so work 
bodybuilding, my client work, kind of home life um, with Kuba is all separate to me. So it kind of just works that way. Yeah, and I like to hope you keep it separate with him telling you to make his dinner and everything like that. Oh, believe me, I howl every single time I see you, like you <laughs> making his meals and that. I'm like, oh my God, Meg, I would have, see if that was up in Scotland. I swear to God, the woman would turn around and say, fuck off, beat as well. Like, <laughs> like that's what hang, that's how so blunt we are. Like, even my, even my mum and dad, like my, my dad, like, go and make me the dinner get your fucking tail like like that's the sort of thing you're just like that just I've shows always, how close she's on like that relationship yeah, that you have yeah, i guess i've always been brought up that way as well though like um my grandmas and my mum and, and whatnot always kind of do the the womanly things in the house mm. and then <laughs> i'm really sorry to any feminists <laughs> and, and kind of the men do the men things um and i honestly i really quite like it that way um so i guess it's it's my it's always my choice but i i i enjoy being able to help in any way that i can so it means that if you ever have clothes that you need to iron cuba's not going to burn a hole in them damn right but i don't <laughs> like ironing i'd rather buy clothes that could never oh, iron that would never do the ironing than ever get our hair ironing <laughs> he always shouts at me because his t-shirts are always a little bit creased so maybe i need to get that iron out a little bit <laughs> you know what you should get you should get one of them things that's like what is it like the steam the steam thing i know there's the steam dryers i know i know i know it's just his t-shirts are like tense so it takes me 10 minutes to iron one. Oh no i i because i'm thinking about that like he's massive so like yeah oh i this is what i'm wondering does he wear does he wear Monster Factory to... clothes? Yeah, pardon? Does he wear Monster Factory? I don't know. He, he wears all of his JP stuff. Oh, aye. I forgot about that. So, like... So, that's, like, oversized, far extra large. Oh, and God, I have to fold it over my back before I can <laughs> start oh, to aye. iron it. Use that as a ship <laughs> sail. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, like, obviously, you and Cuba have been together for quite some time how many years has that usually been hey we've only been together for two years <laughs> that's longer than any relationship after so you're doing better than me well, so, were you, you. so were you with Cuba when he was like was he prepping the same time that you were prepping or were you just on the yeah, so I got injured in 2018 in the January and I couldn't really knock about <laughs> very well and Cuba asked me if I wanted to go to the cinema uh, we were obviously just just friends. Yeah, we were just friends at the time, um, and then from then on, w there wasn't really a day that we we didn't see each other. So that's kind of how it all came about. These were conjoined at the hip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think, think that it's? Worked. Do you find it's just like there was any difficulties with like you being like both on prep? Or do you find any difficulties with like? No, no, I think that, like, no, nothing, I think that, I think the troubles come really when, if bodybuilding couples do it like alternate, so you know, if one's to not prep and one is to prep, because yeah. then, when do you ever find time to be able to, to do things together, yeah, so it right. always, it, it works really well, um, us doing it together, and we both enjoy it, so... Yeah, I find that sometimes like there's that like prep can be a make or break with your relationship. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that. I think that too. It shows just shows like if you're actually 
compartment. Meant to be. Is that even yes. a thing nowadays? <laughs> um, but yeah, I've got one last question for you, and it's quite a yep. good one. It caught AJ off guard a wee bit. So, <laughs> if you could go, if you've all, throughout your, all your experience and everything like that, you've had all your competitions, anything when you first started bodybuilding, if you could go back and tell yourself one key information, what would it be and why? Don't compete until you're ready. That's a good one. That is a good yeah. one. Because so I think I wish, that is, yeah, that's relevant. <laughs> I, I, wish, I wish that I'd just had a good kind of year with a coach building my body up first before I'd actually gone into a competition because then that way food wouldn't have had to have go, gone so low during my first prep. Yeah. And Definitely probably the, the 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 process would have probably been a little bit more enjoyable. Luckily I quite like challenge and I'm very stubborn. So that's why I probably continued, but I can see why a lot of people do their first one and then never do another one. Yeah, so I think um, that that's quite a lot with some people. Like I found it quite difficult because um, I competed last April. Um, yeah. I competed at NABA and then a week later I competed at PCA Scotland. Now for NABA, I had got moved up in a figure um, mm -hmm. on the day. Um, it was quite daunting. <laughs> um, yeah, and then... Imagine. A week later, I'd done PC and we just decided that we're just going to do bigger there and then because we were yep. just trying to test the water. Um, and I had relapsed with my eating disorder during prep and after my prep. So it was kind of, yeah. I kind of had that negative like feeling towards. Yeah, 100%. Whereas um, if you would have waited, had a bit of time to kind of do an off season prior to competing, I don't think that you would have had the issues that you did. Yeah, definitely. And mm -hmm. it wasn't just like eating disorders as well. It was like mental health issues and a lot. Like it just wasn't the right time for me to prep. No. And I just wasn't in that right space. But I'm like, I'm like yourself, I'm quite stubborn. And if, see, yeah. if I say I'm going to do something, like... You've I'll, got to see it through. Yeah, got to see it through. Yeah. So I decided that I wanted to wait a month and then start prep again. Um, yeah. And I thought that I was fine. And then it got to August and I was, I, I was, I was something else. I wasn't even myself. I wouldn't even say I was Bethany. I was just, I, I just a body. Like I, I wasn't even close to my bubbly personality. Um, and a lot of people had seen that. So me going from that, I just kind of, Got a new coach, started like a new kind of like training, new kind of food diet, the lot, um, and it helped me a lot. And then we had got to roughly what would say about three weeks before this lockdown all happened. Um, I was supposed to do, I was actually supposed to do five shows this year. Um, that's a lot. It's mental, and I don't know why I even thought it was okay for me to even think about doing that um because we wanted to try every single federation which was stupid for us to even think that was possible um and then because i was doing a childcare degree at college which i've actually just finished up i'm just kind of waiting for remediations and stuff like that at the moment um it was just so stressful meg like if you're doing like a qualification and you're trying to prep at the same time like you're focusing more on your career than you are on 
like prepping and then other times you're focusing on prepping more than you're focusing on your, like your work and stuff um and hats off to anyone who's who does that um i don't know mm -hmm. if you were ever going th if you if you were ever doing any sort of degree and such like that when you were on prep at all were you no i'd finished uh uni before i started prep i uh, see i wish i'd done that i wish i'd done that but um it's all done now so i'm i'm sorted now but we're just kind of trying to do an off season until 2022 so um yeah and do you have any tips for people who are wanting to go and do two bros because sometimes that can be a wee bit daunting like what would you say like although like you're obviously you've got pro card and stuff like is it daunting is it a daunting thought to you um i think that if if you're like a first time competitor i think just go with what your coach says as to whether you'd be ready for something like like the two bros or not but like with two bros as well you've also got the begin beginner classes and the novice classes so it's kind of a federation for everybody like the judges and the backstage atmosphere is just as friendly and nice as, as pca yeah. um so there's kind of classes and shows for everybody so i i think that people should get out their head that if you the only reason that you should do two bros is because you're ready for a pro card because there's classes within it um that any everybody can do and if you're a first-time competitor and your body looks ready for like the the open class then go for it like it's it's no scarier than than pca and it's not it's not daunting at all like the year that i did at 2018 when I did bikini and I, I did the PCA show and the two bros and I enjoyed them both massively yeah they were they were they were very similarly run and nobody were looking down on anybody um regardless of what kind of level they were at or or whatnot like everybody just had fun so I think that maybe the stigma around two bros needs to be banished <laughs> yeah because i find that there is a few people who like i've got like a group chat with like the girls that vaughn and i coached and there has been a few times where i've been like oh i'm gonna do a two bros show really oh my god you've got balls like like that sort of thing and i feel like that's just kind of like we would see pca as kind of like the big dog show if that makes if does that does that even make sense yeah like that's just kind of like that's like right okay you've you've done more than one show or like you really want to go for this you really want to get your pro card like that sort of thing like you're you're doing a two pro show like that sort of thing and i think our coach Vaughn's trying to get that negative stigma out of the girls heads um yeah it's, it's, just, another, it's just another show like that's all it is you're still gonna go out on stage you're still gonna get judged by judges you're still gonna like stand on stage like that's just what it is but obviously that negative stigma with like two bros being so high up that sort of thing yes i hope that you do very very well and i am still watching you i will still be watching you much as i can i'll be getting on the live feed i'll be like watching i'll be like come on meg <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i just want to say a huge big massive thank you for you coming on the show um thank you very much absolutely amazing um believe me so much information on that out of you and i hope it helps so many people who are either struggling with like 
trying to either put on size or like that negative stigma with putting on size sort of thing. I hope that obviously educates them a little bit well. Um, yeah. Have you got anything that you want to tell the listeners of that at all? If you want to tell them about your coaching or websites or anything like that, or maybe Cuba? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're both online coaches I deal with lifestyle and uh, competitive clients um, I'm actually full at the moment but people are emailing me to get on the wait list um, so you can kind of get to me through Instagram same with Cuba as well um, he does all his through email I think that he's got a bit of a wait list as well but I just hope that everybody enjoyed the podcast uh, can learn a little bit from it and if you ever have any questions please do feel free to message me on Instagram I'll always message you back yeah I was scared to message you the first time I was like she's not gonna answer <laughs> well, everybody like, always says this I'm not a scary person I promise she's not gonna answer me she's got too many followers <laughs> for me to even notice me like oh my god and then I did I'm, and I was I'm like five, yes, I'm five foot nothing I'm not scary <laughs> yes I'm telling you by like 0. 0.1 <laughs> yes <laughs> right I just want to say thank you again for coming on the podcast for anyone who's listening please go and follow Meg I will put our at on my stories and on the little description which is going to be on Spotify and iTunes um, I hope everyone has an amazing day when this comes out it'll be 3 o'clock so I hope everyone's had an amazing day and an amazing week um, for Meg I just want to say a huge big massive thank you again and I hope that everyone is well, be happy, be positive and be unique guys <laughs> <laughs>